Change Agents. Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with me, your host, Tracy B. Allen, impact strategist and owner of TVA Consulting. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering nonprofit leaders, social entrepreneurs, and small business owners with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to build and grow a profitable, sustainable, and compliant infrastructure so that they can create impact in their communities. Hey everyone, good morning. How are you? So, welcome to Morning Tea with me, Tracy V. Allen, and today I'm drinking lemongrass tea. Um, and we're going to be talking about PPP, which is payroll protection. Um, Again, my name is Tracy V. Allen. I am the owner of TVA Consulting, where we help nonprofit organizations and businesses create the revenue that they need in order to create impact in the communities that they serve. Okay, so we're going to get jump right in and get started because it's a lot to unpack. So I'm going to be sharing my screen with you. <clears throat> go to the Windows application. All right, so you should be seeing my screen. And like I said, we're going to jump right into it and get started. As long as my computer decides to cooperate. (laughs) So give me a minute. It's acting really funny this morning. All right. All right, pay... Now it's jumping ahead. Okay. Payroll Protection Program. It's called PPP. I'm sure you've heard everyone talking about it. PPP this, PPP that. So that is what we're going to be talking about, how it works, how you can apply for it, all of that stuff. So who is the lender? The SBA lenders. So these are banks that are approved by SBA to be 7A lenders. Okay. Any federal insured depository institution federally insured credit union, farm credit systems, institutions that um, are participating. So any of these places are places that you can go to get the PPP loan. Now, a lot of these places are only lending to people who have existing accounts with them. Some banks are looking for business, so they don't care if you have an existing account with them. If you want to bring your accounts on over, they're willing to lend you the money that um, is backed by the SBA for the PPP program. So if your bank um, is not lending, is not a lending institution for this particular program, try another bank. Um, And also, there are some banks that are telling people that if they don't have a credit card with them or they don't have a loan with them, that they're not going to give them, even though they have a business account with them or have personal accounts with them with substantial funds in them, they're not giving them the loan because they do not have an existing credit card, business credit card or business loan with them. So again, if your bank is not participating in the program or your bank um, does not want to lend you the money because you don't have an existing loan or credit card with them, please go ahead and try another bank or credit union or another 70 lender. Okay, when can you apply? The application date started last week, Friday, April 3rd um, of 2020 for small businesses and sole proprietors. On April 10th, 2020, 
it will open up for independent contractors and self-employed individuals. So you need to figure out, are you do you fall into the small business and sole proprietorship um, bracket, or are you going to fall into the independent contractor and a self-employed bracket? That will determine if you can apply right now or you have to wait until April 10th. What are the affiliation rules? When one business controls or has a power to control another, when a third party or parties control or has power to control both businesses. So if your business is run by another business, like your business is a, uh, a franchise or an affiliate of another business, this applies to you. This might preclude you from being considered a small business. So if you own your business outright and your business is not um, managed or ran by another business, then you are okay. If it is, you may not, not saying that you're not going to be, you may not be considered a small business. So stuff like franchises, will have to um, tether the line and make sure that their franchise, this specific franchise, actually does not fall under the no small business rule, okay? Is collateral or personal guarantees needed? No, no collateral is required for either the business or the business owner. So to me, this is the best one because with the idle loan, you have to have some type of... Um, collateral over a certain amount of money. Um, yes, you're getting up to the $10,000 um, forgivable, and this is also a forgivable loan, but you don't need any type of collateral with this particular loan. Do you need to have filed your 2019 taxes before applying? That is determined by the individual banks um, or the, the banks, the lending institutions. Remember that with this um, particular program, it is not being disseminated by SBA. It is being disseminated by the actual lending institutions that are approved by SDA, SBA or backed by SBA to give loans. Who can apply? Businesses and entities that were in operation on February 15th 2020. So if you started your business on February 14th or February 15th, you're good to go, right? Small businesses, 501c3, nonprofit organizations, 501c3, 19 veteran organizations, tribal businesses that have fewer than 500 employees. We talked about that in the idle loan or the applicable size standard in number of employees for the North America Institution of Classification Systems, okay? Industry as provided by SBA, if higher. So the SBA has particular guidelines that a company can have over 500 um, employees and still be considered a small business. You will need to look into that separately. I'm not getting into that here. The main thing is, um, outside of the exemptions, that if you have 500 or less employees and you're a 501c3, 501c319 veteran organization or a tribal group or a small business, you qualify for this loan. The exemptions, you're going to have to take up with an SBA rep. 
Okay, who can apply? Individuals who operate a sole proprietorship or an independent contractor and eligible self-employed individu individuals. So if you are a sole proprietor, meaning that you probably have not gone to the Secretary of State and officially organized yourself, um, you're an independent contractor for the government or for um, some other individual so that you, you kind of like freelance, right? Um, if you're self-employed, that means that you own your own business and you are a single entity LLC, you apply, you qualify for this loan. Any business that does not employ more than 500 people, so anybody from one person, because your self is considered as a person who's employed by your company, to 500 people per physical location. So if you own um, different branches of your business, you in each location, you can't have more than 500 people employed um, of that business and assign NAIS, NAICS code um, beginning with 72 examples like hotels and restaurants for which affiliation rules are wavered. Remember, we talked about the affiliation rules. So you need to make sure that your particular business is exempt under those affiliation rules and that you need these guidelines, that you don't have more than 500 employees per site. Affiliation rules are also wavered for businesses, for any business operating as a franchise that is assigned a franchise identifier code by the administration and companies that receive funding through the small business investment company. So again, there are some exemptions for, for this um, particular rule when it comes to franchises. Make sure that you reach out to your um, SBA rep or your bank and make sure that your particular franchise um, is exempt from this rule and that you don't have more than 500 employees in one place. What is the loan max? The loan um, size is $10 million. So remember with the idle loan, the loan size was a maximum of $2 million. With this particular loan, because you can have up to 500 employees, and this is a paycheck protection program, you can borrow up to $10 million. The calculation is as follows. If you were in business February 15th, 2019 through June 30th, 2019, the max loan is um, equal to 2.5 times the average monthly payroll cost of a 12 of <clears throat> the 12 months before your application. If your business employs seasonal workers, you can opt to choose March 1st, 2019 as your um, time period start date. So if you employ seasonal workers like uh, Six Flags or you know any of the amusement parks, that means that your workers only work a certain time of the year, then you can choose March 1st as your um, time period start date. If you were not in business between February 15th 2019 and June 30th, 2019, the max loan is equal to 2.5 times the average monthly payroll costs between January 1st of 2020 and February 29th of 2020. So you're going to average out how much you paid out 
to your employees or yourself from January 1st to February 29th of this year, and you can apply for 2.5 times that amount. Okay. Um, if you took out an idle loan, an idle between February 15th and June 30th, 2020, and you want to refinance that loan into the PPP um, loan, you would add the outstanding loan amount to the payroll sum. Now, we talked about that yesterday, so I will suggest that you go back and watch the, that loan, that recording from yesterday where I explained this part of it. I'm not going to go, go into explaining it in this particular um, session. But so if you apply for the PP, for the idle loan um, and you got it already between any time between February 15th and June 30th, and you have a balance beyond that $10,000, you can put the balance. That's not forgivable. You can put the balance in here so that it could be forgivable if you're using it for the right purposes now. Um, what is considered payroll? So payroll is considered compensation for salaries, wages, commissions, or similar compensation payment of cash tips or equivalent. Payment for vacation, family, medical, or sick leave. Allowance um, for dismissal of separation. So if you're terminating someone or they're leaving for whatever reason. Um, group care benefits, including insurance um, premiums, retirement benefits, state and local assessed um, taxes assessed on a compensation of employees. So you are able to pay regular wages. Everybody know what wages are, is what you take home. You're able to pay the vacation, the parental, the family leave, the sick leave, all of that stuff. You're if you um, someone had to be separated from their job, you are allowed to pay that. Any insurance premiums that you may have for your employees, any retirement benefits, and state and federal, um, state and local, sorry, state and local taxes, not federal, state and local taxes. Because if you're paying federal with federal money, it's kind of like double dipping. So you're allowed to pay your local taxes, but that can't come out of this. So. What is not considered payroll? Employee-owned compensation, um, and sorry, employee or owner compensation in excess of $100,000. So you cannot pay in excess of $100,000. So if you have a hefty salary, yeah, you're going to have a problem. Okay, taxes imposed or withheld under Chapter 21, 22, and 24 of the IRS code. And I'm going to suggest that you go and read that yourself if you're interested in that. Um, most people, this does not apply to them. Um, compensation of employees whose principal place of residence is outside of the United States. So if you have employees who do not live within the United States, even though they're U.S. citizens, um, then this does not apply to them. Qualified sick and family leave for which a credit is allowed under section 7001 and 7003 of the Family First Coronavirus Response Act. 
and you can go ahead and read that on your own as well. Um, it's very simplistic to understand. Um, there are some people who fall under this, like the people who got sick early, um, but for the most part, um, a lot of people, your employees will not fall under this act, but you do need to go ahead and read it just in case. Um, what are the terms of repayment? So the interest rate is at 1%. And I mean, I don't think in our lifetime we're ever going to see interest rate like this again. 1% of $10 million or, you know, if that's the max, imagine that, right? Um, loan terms, two years. Repayment starts six months after the loan origination date. Interest is occurred, accrued during the deferment. So even though you have a six-month deferment period, the interest is still going to be occur accruing during that six-month period. So you can choose to pay the interest during the six months, or you can just wait until the six months is up and then pay them. Okay, what can the loan be used for? The loan, again, can be used for employee salaries, commissions, um, similar compensations, and C exclusions. Um, I, we just talked about the exclusions. Um, health insurance premiums and costs related to um, continuation of group health um, care benefits during a period of paid sick medical or family leave. So if you have people who are out on paid sick or family leave and they're not excluded under the coronavirus first response act, then you're okay. Payments of in or interest of any mortgage obligations, but excluding any prepaid prepayments or um, payments to principal. So you can pay your regular mortgage um you can pay your regular mortgage on your business if you own the building that the business is in, but you cannot prepay. So you cannot use the money to try to lower the mortgage or you can't make those payments directly to the principal. You can pay on the interest, but you cannot pay on the principal. This money is not to get you further ahead. It's to keep you in business, right? Rent, including rent under a lease um, agreement. Utilities, it can be used for utilities and um, interest on any other debt obligations that are incurred between the covered period as identified below. So, below, we're gonna um, on the next page, I'm gonna show you what is um, considered the covered period. So, this is where the 25% can be used because remember, 75% of this money must be used for paying um, employee wages right? Or um, anything that we talked about that's included in what is considered a salary or what is considered an approved um, use of this money, permitted use of this money. The other 25% can be used for your utilities, your mortgage payments, your rent. That's what it can be used for. Is this loan forgivable? Yes, this loan is forgivable. Um, if used for the covered period. So the period that we discussed, if it's used for that period of time, the loan is forgivable. And if it is also used for the permitted cost within the eight-week period after the originated date of the loan. So you have eight weeks after you get this loan to spend that money, right? And as long as you spend it on what we just talked about, you will be fine. The loan will be forgivable. 
That is why you're able to take the unforgivable portion of your ideal loan and bring it over to your PPP loan so that you don't really have to pay back for that idle loan if you use it here in the PPP portion for the right amount. Remember, you can't use um, the money on both sides for the exact same thing because it's considered double dipping again. It's, yeah. Um, what nullifies forgiveness? The forgivable portion will be reduced if, one, you fail to maintain the average number of full-time equivalent employees versus the period from February 15th, um, 2019 through June 30th, 2019, or from January 1st, 2020 through February 29th, 2020, as selected by the borrower, okay? Any individuals making less than $100,000 per year is reduced by more than 25% measured against the most recent full quarter. There is a reduction in the number of employees or compensation occurring between February 15th, 2020, and 30 days after enactment of the CARES Act will generally be ignored to the extent that reductions are reversed by June 30th, 2020, meaning that you hire them back. If you do that, then you can get the loan forgiven. If not, then that portion you're going to have to pay back at 1%. Note, forgiveness amount is not constitute, does, will not constitute can, cancellation of indebtedness income for federal tax purposes. Remember I said that you're still going to have to pay your federal taxes because then it's double dipping. You can't use federal monies to pay federal monies. Um, how do I get this loan forgiven? One, you must apply through your lender for forgiveness of your loan. In this application, you must include, so you're going to have to keep meticulous records of how you spend this money. I know a lot of us, a lot of people are not good with record keeping. You have to be good with record keeping for this particular purpose or else you're going to have to pay the monies back. So documentation, verif verifying that the number of employees on payroll and pay rates, including IRS payroll tax filings and state income, payroll and unemployment insurance filings. So you're going to need to keep all of those documents for proof that you're using the money for what it's intended for. Documentation verifying payments and covered mortgage obligations, lease obligations, and utilities. So every time you pay your mortgage, your lease, and ut utilities, make sure you keep a record of it. So you need a spreadsheet or an accountant to help you make sure that you're spending the money as it is supposed to be spent and that you're spending down the money and not leaving anything on the table and then ending up having to pay for it. Pay back for it. Okay, certification from an officer or your business or organization that is authorized to certify that the documentation provided is true and that the amount that is being forgiven was used in accordance with the program guidelines for usage. 
So really go back and pay attention to what I said that this money can be used for, write it down. And every time you spend the money, go back to that list and say, is it one of these things? If it's not one of those things, then you know that you're not going to be able to get that money forgiven. And that is going to be a portion that you're going to have to pay back. So again, be very, very meticulous. Be very, very cognizant of how you're spending your money, making sure that you're spending the money only on the things specified in the terms of this PPP program and that you are keeping meticulous records. And that's it. So that's the end of the PPP program. And I got this information from the disasterloan.sba.gov and from um, congress.gov. All the information is there. All I did was read it, pull out what I thought was pertinent for you guys to know and put it in this PowerPoint because I know a lot of people are visual because um, I still had a lot of questions yesterday. They understood it, but they wish they had something to see. So that's why I decided to make a PowerPoint today um, for this particular um, for this particular session because I wanted to make sure that people totally understood what was being what they could do and what they should not do under the PPP under PPP. I keep saying the PPP program under um, payroll protection program. So I hope that this was very informative for you and that you got a lot from it and you understand it. If there are any questions that you have that I can answer, please put them in the comment section below and I will definitely try to answer them. If I don't know how to answer the question myself, I have more than enough resources and that I can reach out to people and find out the right answer for you. Again, my name is Tracy V. Allen. I'm the owner of TVA Consulting, where I help nonprofits and businesses about the systems and processes needed to build and grow profitable, sustainable, and compliant infrastructures so that they can achieve their mission and realize their visions. So um, hit me up. You can hit me up at www.tvacon.com. Again, that's www.tvacon.com, T-V-A-C-O-N.com. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Okay, change agents, thank you for joining me today. And remember, there is someone in your community that needs the products and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to get it right. Have a great day.